Welcome to Becoming, the podcast for female business owners who are ready to step fully into their next level self, remove the filter and attract dreamy, consistent clients. I'm your host, Megan Rose, mindset and business coach, ready to help you create the business and life of your dreams by becoming the person who has it against all the odds. Ready to stop the excuses and become the version of you that has it all? Keep on listening. Welcome back to another podcast and we are going to be keeping it very real and raw today guys. I'm going to be speaking very bluntly and very directly and the reason that I do this sometimes is not because I'm a dick, (laughs) however some of you might think it, it's because I deeply care and I know that for me when I have been deeply triggered in the past by the truth by the things that I was avoiding looking at, it changed my life. When you avoid looking at things, you're doing it for a reason. Everything is there in plain sight for you to see as to why your life is not how you want it to be, why you're not getting the clients, why you're not getting that money every month in your account, why your relationship isn't how you want it, why you don't live in the house that you want. It's all there in plain sight. It's all there in who you are being. But many people avoid looking at that because that would involve taking radical responsibility. And a lot of us don't want to do that. It feels deeply uncomfortable to realise that you're the creator of your own universe. And of course, there are things that happen in life that can be deemed as outside of our control, but there's also our response to it. I don't believe that anything is by accident. Before I ever even got into spirituality and personal development, I have always believed that everything does happen for a reason. I never have regrets. Everything that has happened in my life, I'm deeply grateful for because it helps me or has helped me to be the woman I am today. But we need to be real about some things. We need to be real and honest. And, you know, honesty and integrity is one of my highest values. I was finding all my... (laughs) All my old journals, I keep all of my old journals and I was looking at them from when I first started my business and I wrote down my values, my business values because I was working for a startup at the time, I knew the intentionality of it all and the, the, one, the first or the second value was honesty and integrity because I was somebody that, val- or I am, somebody that values honesty so much. Um, And that honesty can sometimes come across as direct. It can sometimes come across as being a bitch. (laughs) But you know what? You know where the fuck you stand with me and I'm not ever going to sugarcoat things for you and I'm not going to play down and speak to the, the version of you that is not playing big. So that is my intentionality when I talk about these kind of things that can be triggering. That's my, if you would like, warning for this episode. Um... Because we need to have a chat about what it means to be a business owner in 2023. What it means to be an entrepreneur. And not just in 2023, in all time. But we're in 2023 now, so let's talk about it. And truthfully, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a massive asshole. But you can't be weak. You have to be so fucking strong to continue and commit to doing this work because the work that we do in this space specifically and I actually feel like in any entrepreneurial space like we look at Stephen Bartlett who runs the diary of a CEO who runs multiple companies 
massively into personal development and mental health and physical health and I don't know if he's spiritual, but we are here. All of that development is so important when you are growing a business because when you are creating something magnificent, you will come across your biggest limitations. And I've brought this quote up before in various ways, not in the right words, but various ways. And the the best way to describe it is when you think about childbirth. And when a woman brings life into this world, she literally rips her body apart to do so. That is the definition in the physical manifestation of it, of when you are creating something as beautiful as life into this world that only you can create, you will come up against your biggest limitations. Ask any woman (laughs) how painful childbirth is. You know, the funny thing is though, if, if someone had told me what my childbirth would be like, I'd be like, there is no way I can do that. But in the in the thick of it, you just do. But the other funny thing is, I've I've oh, I've got a condition at the moment. It, I think we're out the other side of it nearly. But I've got something called costochondritis. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Essentially, my um, I've had back to back coughs because a, a toddler, b probably a bit of not looking after myself, mental stress, um. And basically my lung has become inflamed and it is rubbing against the cartilage of my ribs. Really fucking painful. And it's also going to be a pivotal point in this story because I want to share something with you about what it's like to come up against limitations and fear in your mind. But in a minute. So I was talking to my neighbour the other day and I was like, I've never been in physical pain before. Like it's so hard. It's getting me down so much. And he was like, hold on, what about childbirth? That must have been painful. And I was like... Oh yeah, they make you forget about that on purpose. So anyway, when you're bringing something, creating something magnificent in the world, you will come up against your biggest limitations. And so in order to overcome such limitations, you need to be strong. But before you can be strong, you need to be courageous. You need to be so fucking brave to go where no one has gone before. You need to be so brave to come up against things time and time again and keep fucking going anyway. You need to be strong. (coughs) Excuse me. You need to be strong enough to ignore the people who don't get it. Just, I had like a, I got into an argument with somebody on um, Instagram comment section. My own fault, really. I retaliated to somebody's comment on my friend's post. She goes, she's got a lot of followers. She goes viral and she's very polarizing. And I just disagreed with this woman. I wasn't offensive. I was just basically, it was about feminism and like expecting man to pay and things like that. That was what the post was about. That was the general gist of it. And she had a very strong opinion about that. And like women doing 50-50. And whether you agree with this or not, this is just how it happened. I was like, well, the problem with this is that once women have children, we're still expected to contribute 50-50 in the working environment financially. But we're also expected to do more than 50% at home. More than 50, most women do more than 50% around the house. And they are most commonly the default parents so the the stress of a modern day woman nowadays is ridiculous from a 50% standpoint anyway went back and forth a couple of times again not offensive to her and I said look I'm I run a business I'm a solo parent running a business I'm by no means lazy or expecting a man to pay but that's my thoughts on it and she was like no wonder you're single by a 50 year old woman which I would just be embarrassed if Hudson ever had to read that I would tear another woman down like that without knowing any context 
And, you know, that's something that probably a year ago would have really upset me. And when I read the comment, definitely felt hurt. (laughs) I was like, what is this woman saying that for? And straight away, I was like, she has no idea of who I am. Like, that is just a reflection on her. I deleted the comments. I didn't have to keep reading it on my own notifications. And I literally moved on with my day. And then I forgot about it. And I remembered it later. And I was like, God, that's something that I definitely would have ruminated over. My point being is that in this world, especially in an in the online world, we have to pat ourselves out there. We have to be polarised and we have to share our opinions. You have to share your beliefs. You have to fucking share what you stand for. Otherwise, you're just going to fade into the background. And the problem with that is you will get people that disagree. And clearly, as I have just demonstrated, people disagree in very horrible and personal attacking ways which causes the majority of people to not want to be seen. My friend is incredible. They make, and I know this has happened to other people that I've worked I've worked with or know or in the community or whatever. And people start just tearing down looks. Like it's just nothing to do with looks. And yet people tear down looks because they don't like somebody's opinion. That is just, I, I can't even, I would, n- bleh, you can understand. I <laughs> can't even have words for it. I just disagree so much with that. But the, the point I want to make here is if you want to make a difference to the world, you have to expect that there are going to be people who deeply disagree with you. I don't really believe, I don't believe, I'm going to say it like that, I don't believe that you can, you can, you know, get by, you can do average, of course, like playing it safe. But is that really fulfilling to you? Is that really fulfilling the people that you help? And you're never gonna you're never gonna take off like that. I just don't believe that it's gonna happen. You have to repel in order to magnetize. You have to upset in order for people to love you. And that comes at a cost, right? That comes with potentially harmful comments. That comes from the potential of being cancelled because we've created a fucking society where people can't disagree anymore and have a debate, which I think is a tragedy. Um, I think healthy debate and difference of opinion is the most healthy thing that we can have. And that's why I always say like, I will state my opinion. I'm very strong in it. But I invite people to be to be different. I invite people to challenge because that's what creates fucking conversation and a different culture. So always feel free to challenge me on my beliefs in a respected way because I think that's really fucking powerful. But the problem that we're having with all of this coming up, and this stems from childhood wounds, right? This stems from being bullied at school, it stems from not fitting in, it stems from never really having a friendship group, being lonely, being picked on, like all of those things. I've been there, okay. And we end up hiding parts of ourselves. We end up staying small, staying meek, not being fucking strong. And the woman who runs the world, the woman who empowers other women the woman who impacts ferociously stands for what she believes in she has strength and she has courage and you must have those qualities if you want the crazy insane business that I know that you deeply desire you have to be okay with that if you're if you're not okay with that if you can't handle it and not to say like things, like I said, things are going to hurt you. There's different levels to this, right? I'm grateful. I'm going to touch wood somewhere. Right now, I've not been in a position where I've been seen so much that someone's felt the need to 
have a go at my looks in a business setting. However, that has happened to me many times in the past in a personal setting, but I've not been shamed on social media for how I look. Like, but that is obviously going to be a level that will happen at some point. There's going to be a level where that's going to hurt and it's going to scare me and it's going to feel uncomfortable and I'm going to have to get stronger to move through it. This is how I look at it. At every level, we hit a new glass ceiling. You need to become strong enough to punch through that glass ceiling and get to the next level. It's like when you go to the gym and you lift weights. When I first started to lift weights, I was weak, man. Like, (laughs) I... And this is like everyone's strengths and perception of strength is different. So don't take anything of this. When I first started to lift weights, I was very weak on my upper body. And I'm, I was really scared to build up my upper body because I was quite, I had like swimmer's shoulders and like quite meaty. I felt like I had meaty arms. Like I've always been conscious of my arms. So I was really conscious about it, but they were fucking weak. So I like could barely bicep curl three kgs. <clears throat> And that felt really, really difficult. But that's where I started. And I think when I, I, you know, I was really consistent when I was at my peak performance. I think now I could do like six or seven, but that's like, oh, that's like been a while. I think I got up to like definitely a tens, definitely tens. But I started at three, right? I I don't know if I could do twelves, but I could definitely do tens. And that's the point. Like you start at a certain weight and you build yourself up. You don't expect to go into the gym and I didn't expect to lift up the 10 kgs in each hand and start bicep curling them. I didn't expect to squat 80 kgs straight away. Like I built myself up from 20 because I was scared, even though I was probably stronger than that. I was scared. So we have to start somewhere and it's okay that these things hurt. It's okay that things seem scary. It's okay that you have limiting beliefs. You just have to become stronger than them. And the thing that really, um, I want to tell you a story because the thing that just made this so clear for me actually was over the weekend. I, like I said, I have this condition right now, which hopefully we're near the end at. It definitely is less painful. But on Friday night, I was in a lot of pain. I've been in a lot of pain for a week and Hudson wasn't sleeping he's a toddler like I need to pick him up a lot when you got pain in the ribs like that hurts so I said look someone's got to have him Friday night (laughs) I need to sleep um I need to rest I need to not have to get up in the night and pick him up and stuff like that and I literally I'd had a really bad night a few nights with him I went to bed at 8 p.m I was so tired and I was in a lot of pain so I took some ibuprofen before bed I rubbed some like Thai balm on it that I had had like my anti-inflammatory smoothie and dinner. I went to bed. I woke up at 4 a.m. It was around 4 a.m. I didn't look at my clock for ages, but I was in so much pain. Like it was like daggers in my ribs. Like I honestly, I felt like this is what it would have been like if I had been stabbed in the ribs with a knife. Nothing helped. I went down and got extra ibuprofen. I was like, oh my God, I hope that I've eaten enough. Like I hope my tummy's still full. Um... I tried like stretching, I tried lying in different positions, I sat up for a bit, nothing worked, everything was so painful, I was literally crying out in pain, I was like, not crying, but I was like, ow, ow, it hurts, like I was, it was so much physical pain, and in the end I was like, like there's nothing that medicine can do in this instance, right? It's just something you have to go through. So I'm looking at all holistic approaches. I'm just going to do breath work. Now, bear in mind, it hurts for me to breathe. It hurt for me to cough. It hurt for me to sneeze. It hurt for me to laugh. And at this point where I was in the middle of the night, like it was like 5am at this point, 
everything hurt. Like I couldn't find a position where it didn't just hurt so much. So I laid on my back and I did this breath work technique that I do, I've done it loads of times so I know it, where it's 30 deep breaths in where you kind of breathe in and let the air go 30 times and then you let all of the air out and you hold your breath for a minute the first round, 90 seconds the second round and two minutes the third round. I don't always do the two minute one. But the 30 in breaths hurt. It was like pain, sharp pain. And I just kept imagining the oxygen go into this place in my ribs. I was like, I need more oxygen in my body. Like I need to heal. I believe the body heals itself with this kind of thing. So I'm doing the breaths. Do the 30 breaths. I let all the air out and I hold it for a minute the first time. And it was such a relief because when I had emptied my lungs and I was holding my breath, it wasn't rubbing so much. And then by the second round, you start to get into like a meditative state. You get very, because the amount of oxygen you're bringing in. So I went into more of a meditative state, held my breath again for 60 seconds. And then what you do in the third bit is you hold it in for 10 seconds. So after you've let your air out and held it for like a minute, 90 seconds, whatever, you then breathe in and hold it for 10 seconds. So that's like the whole round. And by the third round, the pain was there. Like it was still there, but it was almost like I separated from it and I was observing it. And this is the bit I want you to pay attention to because this is what it's like when you can see fears and limiting beliefs. This is what I mean when it's like you can still have fears and limiting beliefs but you move anyway. And I got to this point where I could observe the pain and it was still there, it was still intense, it was still really deep. It wasn't like the pain had lessened in any way, especially doing the deep breaths. But I could observe it and I recognised it as separate from me the me inside, my soul, my higher per, my higher self, whatever it was, like that self inside. And I I kind of started telling myself, I'm stronger than this pain. I'm stronger than this pain. I am not this pain. I managed to hold my breath on the out for like 90 seconds, I think the third round. And I did the three rounds and it still really hurt after, but I got to this point where it was just, I was separate from it. And it just made me think about how we have to do that with our fears, with the things that come up. It's like, can you get to that place where you can just observe what's happening? You can witness yourself in the pain, in the fear, in whatever it is, but recognize that it's not actually part of you. That the you inside is so much more powerful. That the you inside is the one that is in control, not the fear, not the pain, not that limiting belief. And I'm using the pain here as the metaphor for whatever that thing is for you. But you're the one in control. When you can separate yourself from that, you have so much more control over it. And this incredible thing happened on Friday night when I had this situation. So I did the breath work. I was still in pain for a long time after and eventually... I found a position where like it eased a bit and I was able to go back to sleep and I slept for another another four hours. And when I woke up, the pain was gone. It was insane. Like, I and I said to myself, the pain's not gonna be there when I wake up, the pain's not gonna be there when I wake up. I could roll over, which I had not been able to do. Like, it sounds so simple. It was still there, like I could feel it, it was achy. And I was laying down, I hadn't got up. I was like, oh my God, like it's a miracle. I'm cured. The pain did come back that night. <laughs> that day, over the day, it did kind of come back a bit. But it was just insane when I woke up and I was, the, the, the difference in pain levels was just immense. But it just made me think like, how I am the one in control, like, and the I is this powerful thing here, especially in spirituality, like, the I, 
when you observe the thoughts in your head, when you watch that narrative that streams across your consciousness at every second of every day, that isn't you. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. One of my favorite mentors, Jim Fortin, says that. You are the th- I am not my thoughts, I'm the thinker of my thoughts. And then we go into, well, who is the I? This is the self-connection piece. This is the higher power piece. This is like spirituality 101. It's the I, the I who is in control, but so often we let the fear win. We let the pain become bigger than us. But that pain is not part of us. The pain is separate to us. And I really hope this is landing for you because I feel like when people get this, it can truly change so much. Because you start to recognize that the voice coming up, you can't do that. You can't say that. What will people think? What will people say? That's just, it's just the fear and you are bigger than the fear. The belief that it's, it's not going to work for you, that people don't get it, that people don't get the way that you do things. People don't understand. It's, it's the fear. It's the pain and you are bigger than that. You're bigger than the limiting beliefs, but you have to connect back to yourself. You have to connect back to who you are beneath that pain, beneath the fear, beneath the limiting beliefs. Most people just get stuck in the woods of it. They get stuck in the thick of it. They get stuck in the busyness of the mind and believe that part to be true, but it isn't. And that's what I really, really wanted to get that message across for you today because if you're in that period we're in a funny stage at the moment in the world collectively I always think it's individual and then I speak to my neighbor who's really spiritual and it's it's so much collective shit happening but if you are in a period where it feels like a crossroads right it feels like a metaphorical crossroads in your life it feels like you've maybe got two choices and the thing is with when you have a big decision neither one feels good People always think a big decision is like an, like it's an easy, there's a clear wrong and a clear right. But the big decisions are never black and white. They're always grey. And if you're in that position now, it's going to be easy to go into that fear, to go into that pain, to go into those limiting beliefs and allow them to have the power, but you have to have the power. So you need to find the ways in which you can have the power. Call that power back. Connect to the self. Connect to the I connecting with what she wants and allow that voice, the voice that is the true you, to be stronger. Because that's really where the transformation happens. Okay. I hope you loved this episode. If you did, send me a DM on Instagram and I will see you next week.